0: hi everybody and welcome to all this and the oscars to AwardsDaily.com's final podcast on oscars 2021 20, actually i think we might do one more after the oscars um before we start Dep- the new year
1: depending on how oscar night goes depending on what
2: mood we're in <laughs> that's day it
0: after. it's a we're really depressed <laughs> or, no podcast or how drunk i am that night <laughs> or how drunk. usually that's how it goes though i mean we've had years where we just couldn't talk about it it was too depressing i
1: know right <laughs> oh my god last year <laughs> <laughs> no just last year we, we i was we didn't do a wrap-up we were just ready to move on
0: <laughs> um I am Sasha Stone, the founder of AwardsDaily.com. I'm here with three of our editors, Ryan Adams, Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson. I have somehow, you know, it's three white guys, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> no. I'm, <sorry>. I'm not. <laughs> no, that's right, Clarence. <laughs> Clarence actually and I'm, not, I'm
1: not straight, so how about that?
3: Yeah,
0: that kind of counts. The, I'm the one who's not straight. <laughs> but Mark, Mark, I'm afraid Mark is uh, Yeah.
3: Um, Mark, the you basic, don't belong. I'm the basic white male here. <laughs> <You
0: are. laughs> um. All right. Okay. So we're, what we're doing is the Oscars are Sunday somehow. Like this is like the weirdest Oscars because like April, they're going to come out. They're going to, you know, mm. uh, 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 Steven Soderbergh has some kind of crazy plan in a train station. I, I imagine it's going to look a little like the ASC awards. I don't know if you guys watch those, but... It was like in a smoke-filled bar, kind of like the smokehouse or some Hollywood, you know, bar. Uh And he was just kind of walking around in a smoke jacket reading the the awards. And and somehow they're going to wrap the movies and the stars all in together in the scene. I imagine it'll be slightly less traumatic (laughs) than it might be otherwise Mm -hmm. Um, in a year like this where none of us has any idea who's going to win in any category, like it seemed like the race was set and then all of a sudden it seemed like it wasn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and there are a couple of categories that I'm particularly yep. stuck on and I know you guys probably are too. So we can just um, talk about the ones that we're really, really struggling with. Um, Mark, do you want to start with that?
3: Sure. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just, I mean, I'll start with the big one. Cause that's the one that yeah. I think I'm going to regret. I, I put it last on my final predictions. I put them in order of, Confidence, I guess, and I just—I know everything says No land but I cannot shake it for the life of me that I, I still feel Chicago Seven is is going to come out on top. I just didn't know where else to pick it. That for a while I had it with editing, and then i the stat of you know seven years in a row sound and editing matching up, and we were pretty confident. At least I think with sound going to sound of metal, so right. Uh, I questioned myself there as well. So those are the two I think that I had the hardest time with. We're editing and picture, and while I wanted to go Chicago Seven with both, I went Chicago Seven with neither. So was, <laughs> that, hmm, really? Were, oh, is yeah. that right? Not, huh? Yeah. Honestly, remember I think, when I? Yeah. Go
1: ahead. No, you go ahead because you're you're it's your. your no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that back back in late October and November when we first all saw Chicago hmm. Seven with our screener. I, I wasn't, I I liked it a lot, but I, but, but the reason is because I hadn't seen anything else yet. I did other movies came along that were, that were, it was my number one movie at the time. But then like a week later, I saw other things that I liked more, but I I said from the beginning that I thought Chicago sevens editing was really impressive. I I don't know if anyone remembers that email or not, but that's the one thing that I, that I said that it stood out for me. And so I would not be surprised at all for Chicago seven to win editing. And then that would be, but I, but I, I, I also don't think that Nomadland is a lock for best picture but I'm still thinking Minari and I for no and I'm not based on anything except just my own personal gut feeling that it was the, it's the most lovable movie the most the one that makes that has the most it's a movie that makes us feel this year you know it's the mm. one that with the most feeling is the most and I know that Nomadland is that for a lot of people too though so I don't know
0: Well it's uh Okay, so yes, I agree. We can we can continue talking about Best Picture for a minute, um, and then I, I will dump my dilemmas on you guys. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but just spoiler alert: like the father is sort of haunting my days and nights. Like I, I don't know the father. You know, in an adapted screenplay, it seems like it's sort of the hot pick. Like Kyle's picking it, uh, Mark is picking it, and uh, Pete Hammond is picking it. Chris Tapley. So it's like I
1: switched today on our good. Oscar squad thing. I yeah. switched, yeah. To the father. Yeah, to the father.
0: Yeah. So And now that makes me think, okay, so it's got to win. But my own personal feeling is that it's. I have two reasons why I'm not picking the father. One is that I feel like what they're doing with Nomadland and Chloe Zhao isn't about the movie. It's about her. It's about wanting to award this movie and make history. And because they like her and they like the idea of her winning. Now, the last time that happened was Catherine Bigelow in 2009 – Excuse me. And she, they did win screenplay. They won director, screenplay, picture, and editing. And so, mm-hmm. and sound, both sound categories that everybody was predicting Avatar would win, and, and it didn't. It, it went to Hurt Locker. So I feel like they didn't really like Hurt Locker that much, but they liked her a lot, and they wanted that movie to do well. And I feel like that's the case with Nomadland. And so I think in that situation, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry in that situation i'm not seeing how they would depart even though they did at the bafta how they would depart from from this moment of giving it to, to chloe yeah they, they often split awards up at the bafta more than they do at the mm-hmm. oscars and so they often give director to somebody else or screenplay to somebody else um and this time they went screenplay um, picture and then they went screen i mean they went director picture and it's certainly possible that it would be the father um, but if I was going to predict the father for screenplay, I would also pick predict Anthony Hopkins for actor. And I, I would even right. toy with the idea of predicting it for picture. That's because uh-huh. I know it's mm. true. And I, I am not yep. feeling the same sort of get out kind of energy about the father. You know, like I don't feel like people like that. I don't know if you guys watch that. Um, honest trailers, <laughs> the mm. honest trailers about the Oscar contenders. Well, the last one was mm. about the father and it was like, we'll do anything but watch this movie. <laughs> Here are all the things that we will do instead of watching this movie. <laughs> because it was just too much of a downer. Like, And it took me a long time to even want to see it. And I feel like, yes, if people see it and they appreciate it and they love it that much. But, you know, Florian Zeller is British and Anthony Hopkins is British. And I feel like that was, you know, a hot thing over there just not sure it translates over here you know it didn't win the script was it nominated for the script even um,
3: um let me look here. not sure so um, that's uh, is my and that's why i feel no, like those yeah
0: okay so those two things t- in combination make me think that it's still going to be nomad land but i wouldn't be surprised and i trust all those these predictors much better than i trust myself believe me but back mm-hmm. to Best Pictures. So that's my problem with The Father and why I'm sticking with Nomadland. Nomadland's going to win either director or picture. It's obviously winning director for sure. Yeah, for
2: but, sure. But
0: um, that's a lock.
1: Um, I just want to say real quick, though. Florian Zeller, I believe, is French.
0: Okay, sorry, Florian Zeller. Yeah. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid American. <laughs> Stupid American. All Europeans are the same. <laughs> Florian mm. Zeller. <laughs> All right. What a great name, isn't it? Um so uh and a pretty cute guy, actually, gotta say. Sorry. I should edit that out. Um, nobody wants grandma (laughs) talking about the young boys. (laughs)
2: This is so gross.
0: Um, so okay, back to picture. So it's like uh (laughs) here's why I'm not picking Chicago Seven, and I agree with you, Mark, that it feels vulnerable. For 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 the second reason, I'm going to invoke the Chloe Zhao rule, which is I still think they want the movie to do well, and that's why it'll win. Uh, Chicago 7 did not play on our preferential ballot counts in any one that I ever took anywhere. And what you saw was this very typical kind of climate on the left of, you know, I want to push this to the top, even if it's not my favorite movie. I don't feel that same sense of urgency with, uh, with Chicago 7. And also, um, the other reason is Netflix. I don't know that they're ready to give. And I know you say they have a lot of nominations. and It's still a big deal to have Netflix win Best Picture. It's a game changer in a big way. And I don't know that a lot of those old timers are quite ready to go there.
1: It's just the old timers though, I think. And I think it's important to point sure. that out. I'm glad you did, because that's one thing I, I think I said in the comments to someone the other day, we were talking about that. Um, the t- the 2,500 or 3,000 new members in the Academy they're, they're getting work with Netflix. They're, yeah, they, absolutely. they love the freedom of Netflix and the money and the freedom and the, the creative uh, autonomy that they get from Netflix. Mm-hmm. The old veterans don't have that, and they're not going to ever have it because they're not, some of them are just retired, just flat out retired anyway. I mean, they just don't work anymore. But it's easy for them to look at Netflix as something that is the reason that they don't work anymore is because it's all this newfangled stuff that's happening. Yeah. And they're not, they can't be part of it. But meanwhile, they look back on their heyday, on their on their prime years, when the studios everything to them exactly. and so they still have a really uh, great allegiance to the studio system so i do think that there's factions in the academy that are absolutely ready for netflix but other factions that outnumber them that's the point i think that the older people are out still outnumber the the new blood in the academy
0: i agree with that and i also think that like people like paul schrader you know like mm. that kind of old guard like they're mm-hmm. they're vehemently opposed even mm-hmm. someone like um I would imagine Quentin Tarantino might be, even though he's very supportive of Netflix, but they just have this thing, you know, they're anti, and, and a lot of them, believe it or not, they've, they're blaming Netflix for the arc light, you know?
1: Oh, wow. See, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. But I mean, I know you're right. They, they, they will blame Netflix for all kinds of things that Netflix is, has doesn't have any involvement in or any any. um responsibility for it at all it's an easy it's an easy target
0: so that gives me a sense that there's not going to be a push to push the movie up the ballot that's all i'm saying like i don't know that Mm. it has that strength but um i could see it winning i could also see the father winning honestly um if it's if it's going to win screenplay and people are flirting with the idea that it wins picture it could i mean uh, actor it could win picture totally Um, just have to see how that one goes. A lot of people love that movie. Like it somehow managed to escape the whole, you know, white men are, are, you know, a menace idea. It's, it's really gone past that. And like, you know, lots of millennials and Gen Z love this movie and they love his performance. Lots of people are talking about it, buzzing about it. Um,
1: it's so cinematic in a way that is unexpected and it's really has a flair to it that uh, most other movies this year don't have. It's like old school Tour de force kind of thing, you know the way he, they carry that off, the the shifts in perspective, and when you realize finally that it's you who's inside his head, you yeah. know it's not like you're just watching him, you're watch you're he you we're watching the movie through his eyes, mm. and it's a very disorienting and disturbing thing to have very. that happen to the to the audience, and so it, it puts us in the place of of a dementia of a, a person with dementia.
0: Absolutely, it's a wonderful movie, and and I can yeah. see that the writing could be deserving, and I would probably predict it if I thought that. If Nomadland wasn't the BP winner um, and it wasn't Chloe Zhao, like yeah. they, they have to beat Chloe Zhao. I think it's too. also
1: probably number two on production design. It's probably second place in production design because of the way they shift the settings around to yeah. to. Yeah. If has his perspective and his
3: um, senses shift. Right. Yeah if I had a vote, I would have voted for the father in that category. That's my favorite of the five is for screenplay. But I think where I hesitate to, or what maybe what made me stick with Nomadland oh, yeah. is the fact that, you know, I do I, in the end, I went with it winning picture. So I, I felt like I had to have it there too. I don't know. And I think if Florian Zeller had been nominated for director instead of Vinterberg, that might've been enough for me to, to pick it over. Right. Yeah. But, it's it's hard with him missing when Vinterberg got in.
0: Yeah, and he's not yeah. like a female, right? I I know I sound yeah, like this terrible right. like Archie Bunker on this podcast, but I mean it has to be pointed oh. out that this year people yeah. are wanting that change. They're gonna want two female yeah. screenwriters to win.
3: Yeah. Which are both mm-hmm. nominated for director. Right. Which is kinda neat, right? So yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like that, they're, the gonna that it, yeah, they're gonna say that. Yeah, they're gonna say best director isn't enough for her. You know, like that they're going to want. And I forgot that you pick, predicted uh, Nomad Landmark. Please excuse me for getting that yeah, wrong. Yeah,
3: that's why I was wondering if you were talking about me or another yeah, mark. Yeah, no, I'm I like, was. Whoa. And you're very
0: polite not to correct me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and,
1: and another thing about if it wins Best Picture, it's another way to give um, um, Francis McDormand an Oscar. If, for, if, if you're not going to give her mm-hmm. Best Actress, she gets the Producers Oscar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, just really quickly moving on and then I'll, I'll cede the center of attention, which is really hard for me to do, but I'll pull myself away from (laughs) the focus of this podcast. But, um, the uh, shorts are driving me nuts. (laughs) They're just driving me nuts. I am having such a hard time with the shorts because, um, right now the general consensus is predicting all three shorts to go to Netflix. That's love song for Latasha. uh, 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 if anything Two happens, distant, I love you, yeah. right? That's yeah, animated uh-huh. short, and then the third one is
3: Two Distant Strangers.
0: Two Distant Strangers, yeah. So these three movies are all Netflix. I, I just find that to be improbable. Yeah.
3: It's interesting. I didn't. I didn't take uh, the Let, love song. Right. LaDonga, do you?
1: But... Do we really think that all of the? Oscar voters are really that aware of, of what studio, because I think the ballots oh. are pretty bare bones. When I see a yeah. ballot, they only see the title. They, they, I think even when I think even in like the cinematography uh, category, they only see the name of the movie. They don't see the name of the cinematographer on the ballot.
0: Yeah. And the good thing and about so, Netflix is that they can just watch the movie. They don't have to go through all these uh-huh, hoops yeah. and get right. on some site yeah. or, you know, get a password or a screener. they can actually just watch it. You know, it's the upside. And Mark, yeah. you picked um, – for that one, you picked uh, – For
3: Doc Short? Yeah. I picked A Concerto as a Conversation, which right. was probably my second favorite of the – even of the shortlisted 10, which of course the Speed Cubers was my favorite, which didn't get in. But um, I liked all of them though, really. I all know. 10 of the short – Doc Shorts. And this this was one of my hardest categories too because I think this is the one category – where any of the five could win, and I wouldn't be surprised. Neither. Right, I could see any one of the five winning. I don't know that there's another category that I can, you know, almost every other category. I'd say, well, you know, like there's a Vanessa Kirby in there somewhere, where you know it's not that one. Um, but yeah, it's the shorts are, are a little hard. I think, I think for me, I didn't have as much of a hard time. I think with animated short film, just because. That one has been so talked about for so long, and the amount of you know mass shootings that have happened throughout the year and recently, that puts that one very, you know, it's a very timely and topical subject matter. And so is Two Distant Strangers, right? Two Distant Strangers is probably, and I think I put this in my write up. It's it's the most relevant movie of the year, you know, to represent twenty twenty. There's probably no film that is more, you know, I don't know. And, and I loved I loved it, and I liked. Um, feeling through as well but two distant strangers just stayed with me for a few days after seeing it
0: it was really good um the it's a very good it's it's a more complete movie than the others like it's almost a whole movie on its own and um but when you say people were talking about anything happens i love you what do you mean like oscar vloggers or do you um
3: no even just even just normal like friends and family on my timeline on Facebook, people had seen it and, you know, we're talking about it when it, when it was first released on Netflix, it was a, it was something that, you know, a lot of people saw and were like, Oh my God, have you seen this? It's devastating, which it is. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's very, uh, probably the hardest film of the year for me to watch that. That subject matter is just like the scariest thing to me. So yeah, yeah it was just even the common folk, I think were, uh, taken by
0: it so. all right so you've settled it we were um uh, marshall and i were going mm. back and forth on that because there's another movie called burrow which is a pixar movie and that yeah. movie is directed by a okay. female animator at, at, at pixar and and they've been wanting to change up their numbers uh, regarding women and so i just wonder how much of that movie is yeah. going to get the the f- full force of the disney mafia in the uh in the academy Otherwise, I think it's got to be the other one that you're talking about because if it's if it's actually bled out into the consciousness, then it's going to definitely win because um, the well, rest of them are obscure. You know
4: the uh, the um, the one about the shoot. Sorry, the um, I totally blanked on the name. If anything um, happens, if, I love you. Yes, it's uh, executive produced by Laura Dern. Remember uh, that? Oh my. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: So we've got the David Lynch, Laura Dern, Nicolas Cage <laughs> click. <laughs> that's a big one.
1: And uh, and, uh Ava Ava is producing one of the
3: two Yeah, ones. a she concerto. Produced concerto, which is the one oh, right. that I that's one of the reasons I went with that for Doc Short. But
2: I'm glad you guys have fun. already
1: I'm glad you guys have already narrowed it down to what, we, to, to what you think is going to win because I thought we were going to discuss each one of them and I didn't do my homework. I didn't have time. Sasha, you got us linked so that we could see all 15 of them, but I didn't have time to do that because other things came yeah. up. No, and you so should, I'm really glad should. that you've reduced it to just the top most probable ones. Well, Because that's... I think that, I remember in the past, we couldn't even we, it was really hard to find these. We, people couldn't yeah. see them. And yeah. a lot of times... We I would make my choices just based on the titles.
3: Yeah, or the you know? trailer. And trailer yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, the trailer or the titles, you could do yeah. surprisingly well that way. Yeah, well, here's the thing. thing. Here's yeah. the thing to and, remember. And just by the titles, "Concertos a Conversation" is a great title, and I would have chosen that one just on the basis of its title.
0: Well, here's yeah. the here's the thing to remember about that movie is that it's it's the one that's not like the others. Like the others are really hard hitting depressing films and they might split up the vote and a concerto movie is light and fun, not light and fun, but it's, it's, it's pleasing. It's a pleasing experience. It's not traumatic like the other ones are (laughs) like hunger ward is traumatic to watch and colette oh incredible
3: that one that one got me a lot
0: that's my choice my personal choice you know to win but they're all good like i could i i I can't even i think latasha has a really really good chance of winning there because that really is high profile yeah Um, yeah you know so i think that that's that's it's between I mean, I don't know. Forget it. Like it's between all five. Yeah, no, throw the dice. It It could be any of them. (laughs)
3: And I would, I would encourage anybody that hasn't seen the doc shorts. These are, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the short films, honestly, usually, but the the doc shorts this year were all very good. And even I would encourage you not only to see these five, but look at the other five that were shortlisted that didn't get in. Yeah. Uh, And again, a lot of them can be found on Netflix.
0: They're wonderful. So, the The if, hung, I mean, Hunger Ward is just devastating. And, and it you'll uh, never I mean, uh, it's hard to even sit through that movie. Yeah, but, um, that was rough. So the thing to remember about the shorts is for me, it was easier to predict to them when the voters were mandated to watch all five and they were quizzed on them to make sure that they watched oh. them and they change that rule oh. now. So they're harder to predict because back to the way it used to be where... Um, you know anything can win, and people can like Ava DuVernay's friends can all vote for a movie without having watched the other four, and so that tells me that that movie has a really strong chance. I might change mine right now. I think I have uh, Latasha, but I might end up changing it to the Concerto movie. I might. I don't yeah. know. I'm so. I lost. think it's
3: one. I think it'll be one of those two. Yeah.
2: But.
0: Yeah. So moving on to uh, live action, like I, I don't 100% agree that, that it's a lock for Two Citizens Strangers. I think it no. is probably like a 90%, but I also think Feeling yeah. Through has a lot of buzz and it, it's being predicted by Dave yeah. Carger and, and, you know, other people are predicting it. And I think that it um, it's an incredibly moving story. Mm-hmm. And it has the first, it has a very rare, like, um, I think he's blind and deaf actor starring in it Mm -hmm. and that made some press you know that got out there that that was the case that um but i just don't i think if they all had to watch all five of them they would pick feeling through but since they don't two distant strangers is much more high profile it's dynamic it's exciting it's relevant um i only had one tiny problem with the movie like i thought he gilded the lily a little bit with the cop at the end but um and it was a little overdone I say he. I'm assuming it's a male that directed it. I didn't look, but um, uh, it's
3: Trayvon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe were the yeah. two that would that were nominated, at least. Yeah, and I definitely
0: get that that's their perspective, and and but I think that with Academy voters in general, they might look at that and go, mm. but I don't think that it's the case because that's not. It's never going to get in their laps because they're probably never even going to watch it. But the people who will watch it, the younger people. Who are more mm-hmm. concerned about this subject? I think we'll um, we'll probably pick that. So I'm probably going to switch it. I know people are saying that's the easiest call to make, but listen, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people are re- don't have that predicted, like Pete Hammond and people yeah. like that.
1: It's yeah. a really important point, though, that you made that not they don't have to verify that they've seen all of the uh, that they saw all of the nominees and before they voted because. I think that it is bad, and that's that's how. So I'm in the same position. I'm I'm only going to see the ones that are already being talked about the most. And if I like them, then I, then I'll choose one of those top two or those top two instead of seeing all five. And that's what a lot of the voters are going to be doing. So. I'm not in any worse position or better than the voters themselves. And also, I will say, too, anybody who is not able to see any of the shorts but you still are interested in finding out more about what they're about, Joey has done an amazing job this year covering all of them. And some of them, he's done. He's done all, uh, posts where he covers all five in in the category, and he also zooms in on some of his posts, which is uh, focusing interviewing people about just one at a time, and they're all great. And so everything I know about the shorts this year, I've learned from Joey. Yeah. And so that's what I'm basing right. everything that I think is on what Joey has done this and year. And Joey
0: loves feeling through, like I do. And mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing yeah. is like I feel like that movie. Yeah. If they had to watch all of them, there's no way they wouldn't pick that film because it's just the most mm-hmm. touching sweetest it just, just i destroyed me by the end i loved it so much okay so now mm-hmm. we have to move on clarence do we only have 15 minutes
4: no i have much more time i have until 9 30 45 oh okay i was thinking yeah, so fifteen like an, minutes. yeah
0: from now. okay an hour so, yeah. hour and 15 i didn't mean to cut everybody yeah. off but um so what is everybody predicting for the shorts i know what mark is predicting but clarence mm-hmm. what are you going for
4: uh, let me get my list. I am going with, where's my list? Uh, cut this out.
0: <laughs> Sorry. I'll take the time to say I got my second vaccine shot today. All right. Feeling all right? Yeah, no, I'm fine. But I did take a nap like that. Put yeah. me out.
3: But... Oh, I know.
1: Right. And you may want to take another mm. nap tomorrow. That's yeah. where it really hit me. The second yeah. day I, I slept yeah. all day long. I and wish I, I could have felt really. Yeah. It felt really good to sleep all day long. And when, then when I woke up, I was fine.
4: I think I might have to
0: write my final predictions column tonight before tomorrow. So I'm not too tired. You know, I'm thinking I might Mm, do that. You should,
4: you could be totally down tomorrow. Um, for the animated short category I went with, if anything happens, I love you. I don't, Disney doesn't really have a great track record, uh, winning shorts, um, recently. Um, so I, I, and Burrow's cute, but it's, um, slight, you know, it is very slight, but it's, it's sweet and it's, it's hand drawn and it kind of harkens back to a older less CG computer generated world. But does anybody really care about that? Who looks at this? I don't, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I thought Burrow was great, but, um, if anything happens, I love you. Swat. I went with, uh, I went with, um, right now, well, my final predictions, um, are, uh, with Latasha for Doc Short, although a concerto's conversation, um, is my second choice and that probably will win. And uh, with Live Action Short, I did go with Two Distant Strangers.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I'll, I'm just going to go ahead. I'll just jump in and say the same for me. Everything that Clarence said, is what those are mine too. So there's no point asking me because so I'm you just guys going, going to ne- tag along.
0: You're going for the Netflix 3. <laughs> the Netflix yeah. 3. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it. Does, you see, Here's my problem with this is that every year we do these predictions, everybody does mm-hmm. them. And 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 everybody's never right on the shorts. Like we're just never I mean I got one year where I got I nailed all three of the shorts. Yeah. But I <laughs> went out once too. and once and I and I went out yeah. of the consensus to do it. So it's like uh, it's not like the consensus yeah. always gets it right. They might this year, you know?
3: Yeah. I don't know. What is the consensus? Latasha or
0: it's yeah, it's the three, the okay. Netflix three okay. are the yeah. three. All right. Um Good. But, you know, there's there's just very... So, you know, people who get really high scores predicting always have to take chances somewhere, you yeah, know? Like you right. have to go out on a limb somewhere and you just have to be hope that that's right, you know? And sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. But this year there's just no noise. There's no way to tell. There's nothing coming back that we can judge this on, you know? Except each other. So it's like the ultimate echo chamber. So it might turn <laughs> out... <laughs> That's true. It might turn out um, that we're yeah. all wrong about everything.
3: <laughs> we're all misleading <laughs> each other down the wrong road.
0: And that it's totally not what we thought, you know?
3: Yeah. This is going to be one of those years where everybody, everyone we've talked to death because it's been such a long season, each category. And, and no matter who wins in what category, we're, we're going to be like, oh, that was obvious. I know. Right? I know. Mm-hmm. That that hindsight's going to kick in. Of Well, of course, Um. Uh, whoever Aaron Sorkin wins original screenplay. He's Aaron Sorkin. We'll
1: we'll be back to saying what we were saying in October last year.
3: It'll be all the way back. We can make cases in almost every category for two or three people. So it's not going to, there's going to almost be no surprises because everything is up in the air and we already know that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I was also shocked that there wasn't the two, two things didn't happen that I thought was going to happen. One is that when Chicago 7 won the SAG, that there was going to be an uproar over it. It didn't happen. And when Anthony Hopkins won the BAFTA, I thought there was going to be an uproar over it. There wasn't. There wasn't. There weren't, like, you know, angry screeds condemning the BAFTA for that choice. And so that threw me off a little bit because I would have predicted that there would have been blowback. And without the blowback, you know, voters kind of feel like they can do whatever they want. You know, if if they're living in fear of blowback... Then they're mm-hmm. gonna vote a certain way, but if that if that isn't even there anymore, you know, how are they gonna vote? Are they really just gonna go, No, we like Anthony Hopkins? Um.
1: See, because they're all in their bubbles too. They haven't been out at the parties and the events and socializing right. and, and mingling and, <laughs> and chatting. They're like us. They're all in their little individual bubbles where all well, they just are just at home talking to their to their boyfriend or mistress or whatever. No, exactly. You
0: know. And they they have the movies, and like half of them are the father. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs>
4: they would vote, but they can't remember where they put the ballot. <laughs>
0: Can't remember my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do is we go on our precursors, right? And and but we've been surprised. Like Sound of Metal did not win editing, right? Chicago Seven did. And I know he's like he's a veteran and all that. And, you know, people say that's the reason. So we're just gonna go ahead and ignore that, that Sound of Metal should have won the Eddie even though he was a veteran it still should have won cuz if there ever was a group that would go for any movie it would be that group going for sound of metal it's it's like right up their street you know but they picked mm-hmm. chicago 7 that was surprising i you know even though a lot of people write that it wasn't that surprising that mank won cinematography it was nomad land was expected to win that if it was really strong it would be have won that and uh, you know they don't really pick those kind of movies they definitely like the higher tech technical um achievements of course they do you know they like the cinematographer's movie as opposed to like the mm-hmm. handheld kind of thing but handheld movies have won before you know and it just depends on how much they look slumdog millionaire was going to win every award because they loved that movie right it didn't mm-hmm. matter if the cinematography wasn't professional looking you know it still won mm-hmm. every single cinematography award to,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know and no it, had a, it had a, it had and the and, it, and it, had a, it had a style of cinematography that was distinctive, yeah. at least. Yeah. And so that's what Mank does have, too. Uh, Nomadland is really pretty. And it's got what we always have called the postcard uh, advantage. You know, movies that look like a postcard, ordinarily they have a good chance to win cinematography. And it's certainly got that. There's just like sunsets in every scene. And, but um, I still think that, and I'm really, I was really happy, of course, to see that Mank uh, won Best Cinematography from the, ASC, from the a- ACS. uh, (laughs) A-S-C-S.
0: A-S-C-T. A-S-C. And I hope it wins. I'm still going to, I told Chris, I'm just going to go down with the ship and predict it for the Oscar too because even though I know in my gut that Nomadland, but I feel like we've been wrong on a lot of things that, you Mm. know, I don't know, Chadwick Boseman and the BAFTA, like even though Clarence predicted that, (laughs) he predicted (laughs) that. Um, Right.
1: You got. I mean, I do. I do think a lot, some of the voters are going to say how cute it would be for Chloe Zhao and her boyfriend to both have their own Oscars. Right. But I think that other 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 voters might think it's too cute, and that's, that would be my attitude. Like, all right, it's cute enough. You guys are cute enough Ryan, without your matching. Ryan Oscars. the
0: night before the ASC when Ryan predicted Mank he's like, I don't think Chloe Zhao and her boyfriend need another award. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> how many Manc. Academy members are going to say that? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't no, no. <laughs> i just thought it was funny um so
1: that's been my attitude my mood all season has been just like really cynical and it's fed
4: up with everything
0: i don't think they need another award but um right. uh so clarence are you going for the father for screenplay i am you are oh,
4: eBay. oh, yeah. oh it's cute. got i i feel like it has yeah. to win something and and i'm despite my um my thinking of all these theories and reasons why Anthony Hopkins could win. I will tell you if he does win, I know exactly why he wins, but um, I'm, I don't have the balls to not predict him.
0: That's how I feel too. Like if I was predicting the father for screenplay, I would certainly predict Anthony Hopkins for actor. Absolutely. I just, I don't see them separating those two awards.
4: Well, and and they, uh, I, I can see that. I just can't see, I can't see them wanting to sit through a ceremony where, um Chadwick Boseman's grieving widow goes home empty-handed. <laughs> I mean, I, right? I just yeah. I mean, I,
2: yeah.
0: I, I, they did it to Glenn Close. She been they so said, elo-
4: she's been so yeah,
2: she's perfect still and alive. eloquent
1: and all. Yeah, and yeah. everything every time that she accepts an award, it's just it's the highlight of the evening, sort of. From for me, it has been because she's so eloquent. And, yeah no um,
0: and and but that's a that is a that is a very strong. but but I also think that the academy are three thousand more voters than the BAFTA. and a lot of them are young hip people of color, and you mm, know they're mm. they're plugged in in a way that um that the BAFTA voters just aren't. BAFTA voters mm-hmm. are like told to sit down. <laughs> you can't be trusted to pick the nominees, so just sit over there and think <laughs> right. about what you've that's done. Um, <laughs> no. But
1: at the same time, I mean, I, I mean, you have to I mean, there's just it's it's undeniable that this is a role of a lifetime for Anthony yeah. Hopkins yeah. among among uh, a lifetime of amazing roles and amazing performances. He's a, uh, at the top of the mm-hmm. peak of legend and in, and in, and. In, Living actors, and this is the role of his career, and it's is no denying that. Yeah, really. and we're barreling so it, towards
0: a we are barreling towards a Glenn Close, Olivia Colman disaster with that because, <laughs> it, you know, everybody knew they should pick Glenn Close, uh, no. but they didn't. They picked the so in the darkness of as Kenneth Turan said about the Academy after broke back, in the darkness of their <laughs> the privacy of their own home when it's just them and their ballot, nobody's looking over mm. their shoulder. You know what are they going to pick? So, but I, you know, and Ma Rainey is not not have a Best Picture nomination. And so right. people are predicting two <laughs> actors from a movie that didn't get a Best Picture nomination to win. I mean, we can move on to Actress now because of that. And I mm. think that's just yeah. an impossible <laughs> math problem to solve. Like, there's no way they're going to do that. It'll be shocked. Yeah. I mean, Netflix is going to yeah. win Best bi- Actor, Best, you know, all the shorts. And it's going to win. Like, that's just never going to happen. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> But so um, that's why I'm not predicting um, Viola Davis. I am predicting Chadwick Boseman, but I don't think they'll do both. They don't like the movie Ma Rainey as much. Like they, they rewarded it and awarded it. But if they liked it, it would be in for Best Picture, you know. Um, and it would be,
1: let's say, though, that it would be in for Best Picture if there had been 10 nominees. And the only reason it wasn't is was the math. The accountants have their formulas that they followed, and it didn't make the final no, threshold in order to had nine nominees.
0: It could have had nine nominees, and it could, and even on our poll, yeah. our poll didn't even put Ma Rainey up high. That's
1: true. Games, yeah, so. I have to. Yeah, uh, you're right about that. Even the even the internal um, poll that uh, the, the uh, battle that Rob runs, it didn't make it into the top and ten.
0: I know they like Viola Davis and they they love Chadwick Boseman, but I feel like if they're going to give Chadwick Boseman the award, because they have to. Um, And they're not going to give Viola Davis the award because they have to. Like They're not going to do it twice. One of those picks is going to be a pick that they think is somebody who they love and deserves the award. I'm not saying they don't love these performances and these actors, but I am saying that you're talking about toppling, let's just say, Carrie Mulligan and Frances McDormand both have Best Picture nominees. One has a Best Picture frontrunner. The other has key nominations in every category. Obviously they liked both of these movies. Then in the acting department you had The Father which also got a lot of nominations might win screenplay is Beloved Anthony Hopkins and and so you're asking them to subvert that twice with these two performances. Mm-hmm. So I think you you know a smart I think choice would be to not do that. Although I'm sorry, I just have to say blanket statement of this year. It's a weird year. Stats mm-hmm. don't really apply. We've been hanging on a long time. There's been all these protests, you know, there's a lot going on. So things can shift, things can change and we haven't we really don't. We can't go by the past, you know.
2: Mm.
1: So. I'm still going for Carrie Mulligan for actress by the way. I mean, uh, not that anybody cares but but I'm, I I I when, you know, when I usually by February or late January I make up my mind and I don't that's it for me. I don't I don't do this last minute two two days before the Oscars I'm not still fretting about it. I've already I don't change, you know me. Yeah. And so I she's been my she's been my best actress choice for month, for months now and I am sticking with her.
0: Um, Pete so. Hammond is also picking Carrie Mulligan. <clears throat> Pete Hammond, <throat> king of Oscar predicting.
1: Mm, I didn't.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it's good to know I'm not all, all alone. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, a
0: lot of people are predicting Kerry Mulligan more than you'd think. Um, I think if if Kerry Mulligan and Anthony Hopkins win these awards, then it's going to be a it's going to be a disaster for the academy. <laughs> it's
1: going to be there'll be some noise about that. Oh, I yeah. mean, that one. The thing about the Baptist, the reason that the there wasn't a, we didn't hear a lot of um uproar about it is for the same reason that in the poll that that you. Uh, the survey that you ran a couple of days ago, Sasha. People said that they trust the BAFTAs. Only six percent of Americans trust the BAFTAs. because right. only six percent of them even knows what a BAFTA is. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, and so the, no, there, it nobody doesn't register with people. In, but the Oscars, they're going to know.
0: The Oscars, no, they'll yeah, know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's yep. a tough one. That is a tough actress. Is a tough one. I'm still sticking with Andrew Day. What about you, Clarence? Who did you decide?
4: um i went against my own logic and i went with davis you went with davis i'm I'm gonna be wrong but i just feel feel like there's something crazy in the air
0: Uh, it could be one or the other you know what i mean i don't know i don't know if it'll be Uh, both but it might be
4: i have a hard time going with day because that film got no other nominations
0: right
1: Uh uh-huh That's my hesitance, too, about that. I do think, too, although, I mean, I agree with you, Sasha, that it doesn't seem like that they liked Myrani enough for it to get a Best Picture nomination. But at the same time, I think it does have enough really strong fans that a lot of people, a lot of, for instance, I'm just going by the readers on the site, were really still very um, attached to that movie. And it might be a way for people to get back at the fact that it didn't get a Best Picture nomination is to go ahead and give it both lead actor. Well, here's the thing to
0: remember. We talked about this last time, which I told you my theory about Andrew Day and the three of them and Andrew Day winning. Um, The thing is that the Academy, there's going to be two kind of forces, two forces driving Best Actress, right? One is going to be to make history, make change. And the other is Mm -hmm. going to be you know, to pick the movie and the performance and the actress that they like. Remember, I used to do that thing where they, you know, it's like likability of star, likability of role, likability of movie. Like they, they go on those three mm-hmm. things and they need at least, I think, two out of three of those. Right. So likability of role. Nobody has that better than Billie Holiday. Right. She's got mm-hmm. that likeability of star. They don't really know her that much likeability of movie. They definitely don't have that. Carrie Mulligan, like ability of star, check. Like ability of character, iffy. Like ability of movie, they like it. Right. So that's, she's got two. Viola Davis, like of star for sure. Like ability of character, probably. Like ability of movie, no. Right. So it, to me, and Frances McDormand, like of star, yes, like ability of role, yes, like ability of movie. So that's she's got three. But I'm still not predicting her because she already won two Oscars and I don't think they're gonna give her a third. But, yeah. you know, other than that, I think Kerry Mulligan and Frances McDormand are going to split up their vote. And I think that uh, Andrew Day and um, Viola Davis are going to split up their vote. And it's just mm. going to depend on who has that extra push to get them over. Right. The that, we speed. said
1: that last time, too, that, that these these four names are in a, such a tight cluster that they are all probably within maybe 150 votes of each other. Right. And so it, it wouldn't take only just 100 votes in any direction for it. Any any of the four to, to pull ahead of the rest?
0: Yeah, because they were all neck and neck. So the two things that'll be pulling those votes will be wanting to make history and not and pick up like like the SAG voters had five actresses to choose from and four of them were white and one was black and they all they picked the black actress right. So I I feel like mm. that's the imp, that's that's the uh, motivation they they want they don't want it to be ninety three years of Oscar history and only Halle Berry has ever won. That's a shameful stat. That they want to fix, right? I know that yeah. they mm-hmm. do. They want that to, that's why Halle Berry is on their ad, you know? Like they want this mm-hmm. change to happen. They want history to be made. And that will motivate mm-hmm. them towards, I think, either Viola Davis or Andrew Day. Yeah. But that just I gets agree. us back where we started from, you know?
3: So, and that's you made our, go ahead, go ahead. No, you. Okay, <laughs> you go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say, I think because that's what we're right back where we started. Maybe what the tiebreaker is, and this is kind of where I why I went with Viola, is that the end of the day, if it's that close, is the difference those people who like them all pretty even. Who do you want to see win?
0: Yeah,
3: right. Who do you love and respect and want to see on that list, and especially if they're thinking along the terms of the the second black female lead yes you want Vi- viola davis represents i mean she might be the best black female actress of all time right um that's right a really so good she point. makes she makes the most sense to me in in a race that flip you know we're flipping a coin Pull. you know again like i mentioned whoever wins this we're going to be able to look at it in a different lens and go yeah that makes sense right As absolutely it's not Kirby, that would be yeah. yeah that'd be the one that would be like what
0: and and um, the other thing is is that Andrew Day yeah. is wonderful as Billy Holiday. She's incredible. I can think of a lot of reasons why she would mm-hmm. win that. Namely that she won the Globe, which is a really big deal, stats wise, you know. Yeah. Um it the history tells us that it's gonna be either Viola Davis or Andrew Day based on the stats, right? It's very yeah. rare that it wouldn't be either of them, but when you look at the two of them no. side by side and you talk about your theory, Andrew Day doesn't have the same credibility and clout right. that um Viola Davis has, you know?
3: Yep. And if we're looking to make history, why not let it be Viola that makes that history since she's she's beloved. And she's Mm -hmm. been
0: overlooked so many times. And the last time she won the SAG and she lost the Oscar was in 2011 for The Help when Meryl Streep won. So that's a good Mm -hmm. makeup. I'm just having a hard time seeing both of those prizes going to the two actors from a movie that didn't even get a best picture. Like It's never happened in 93 years of Oscar history.
3: I have it. I have it tied. I think with Nomadland on the night with four. Yeah, yeah, is, I do too. Which feels which feels nuts, but yeah. I don't. I, it feels right at the same time. But, <laughs> I don't, know I, don't you know. I can't pick against any of the four.
0: And if it has a good night, then you'll do really well with your predictions. You know, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's... one of those theories <laughs> that if you if you throw in your lot with one movie, and that happens yeah. to be the movie, like for instance, The Father people, The Father right. might turn out to do really well on Oscar night. And win screenplay actor at least and maybe picture. And then I'm just saying like
3: I'd be I'd be sunk. Yeah. I have I have zero wins for the father and zero wins for Chicago Seven. Yeah. So
0: it's that just one of those things where right. you know when we're tallying up the contest at the end, end of the season, it's always the people who love the movie that wins the most, that do really well because they just pick it for every category, you know. Um, and so they they put it in places that you don't think that they're going to, like you're saying production design, Ryan, the father, like mm-hmm. it could win that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it could win editing. You know. It could. Yeah, if that
1: starts to happen early in the evening, then we know what's gonna happen later on in the evening.
0: hmm Father could just come in and sweep the entire thing. You know why? Yeah. Because the other movies are splitting up the vote and the BAFTA contingent will drive the father through, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. I still, I still, and I put this in my piece as well. I still think there's a narrative where Chicago seven wins best picture and nothing else. Like (laughs) I I think it's, I think it's that kind of year where, and and I know what you're saying, Ryan. And I think in in normal years we'll, we'll be able to, you know, be able to tell what's happening, but I don't even know that that's true this year because, you know, father wins editing. I'm not going to think it's winning picture. If it wins screenplay and actor too, then okay, maybe, but I I don't know. I, I think it's, it's just going to be such a, and it, look, in the end, it might even be just predictable as hell. Who knows? But it just feels.
0: Oh my God. Can like, you imagine who's, Yeah. Right. All, and the Oscar goes <laughs> to Olivia <laughs> Colman for The Father. Oh and the Oscar <laughs> goes to
2: <laughs> wow. Anthony
0: and yeah, Okay. So if
3: that happens, then you're right. I'm, I, I will be thinking it's winning.
0: <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I have to gauge like, you know, yeah. I, I have no, I have no way of measuring other than the parasite. The Parasite stat, which is that if it takes people a really long time to watch a movie and they love the movie, then you're not going to start seeing those wins until the end of the race, you know, because people finally catch up with it. And if they're putting it it off for some reason because it's too depressing or whatever and they finally watch it and it's the last movie they watch and they're, oh, my God, I love The Father. But what I don't see happening, and I could be wrong, is I don't see it just winning a single adapted screen. Like those kind of single screenplay wins usually go to like star writers, you know. That can't be denied. People like Jordan Peele for Get Out, you know, or they just or Spike mm-hmm. Lee for for that movie that he won for,
2: or
3: or something like Promising Young Woman, or Promising I, Young Woman, which yeah. I have just winning one Oscar for screenplay,
0: and she's a, she's she's known as an actor, so she that's a perfect kind of thing for to win just that one award. But The, the Father f- is an obscure <laughs> pick for screenplay, yeah, that, like just out of nowhere, f- you know?
3: It would have to make so much history, though, because, I mean, l- literally zero from the guilds. No Producers Guild, no Directors Guild, no SAG, no ACE, <laughs> ineligible for WGA. Even all the other, like, art directors and production you know, costumes, nothing, nothing.
0: And it wouldn't have right? beat Nomadland if it had been. If both of them had been yeah. in the WGA, Nomadland would have won that.
3: Probably, it won scriptor. It won right? scriptor so,
0: and they were in the, I want to give it, you know, uh, Borat yeah. won that award, right?
3: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one
1: WGA. Yeah. So uh, there is not w- to criticize the way that the people who handled releasing the father, handled decided to handle it. But if they had handled it differently, if it had if it had been more available to more people and more buzz had been built about it in November last year instead of waiting until yeah. February before
3: everyone saw it, 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 we'd be looking at a whole different story this year. I well, think. exactly. Th-
0: go ahead. I go. think
3: Judas and the Black Messiah too. I think yes. those two films had too late of a release, or else we might have a different. Especially, I think, especially Judas and the Black Messiah. I think we might that might have won.
0: Well, uh, so an earlier release. Here's the thing to consider that we should think about as we're heading into Oscar night, which is that we've been doing this during a time of um, extreme micromanaging by the studios, and a lot of it is based on buzz and hype and parties and film awards and stuff like that. But there was a time when the Oscars were more about the movies people saw and liked, and voted for. And I feel like there's going to be something of that going on this year, where it's just between, like, whoever was saying it, Ryan, I think, it's just going to be between them and the movies. And there's not Mm. a lot of, they don't have any other influence other than the social issues that are going on around us right now and, and how much heat they're under and pressure they're under. that They're feeling that. But, you know, they're going to be just falling in love with movies without any hype built around them. And so you have to, at some point, sit with yourself and ask yourself honestly: What are the movies that I think are really good and are standing out? That if I was, you know, voting, I would vote for these, just because you love the movie, like for no other reason, you know. And I think if you do uh-huh. it that way, you can see how The Father could do really well on Oscar night. My theory. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rental. Yeah. and huh? even
1: though people, even though people might have, when they when they found out what it was about, they might have dreaded. Sitting down and watching it, but it's also for for the subject matter. It's incredibly gri- riveting and entertaining it too. It is riveting in a, a dark way. You just can't take your eyes off it. No, I mean, it's just fascinating.
0: I showed it to Even to Michael finally. He he would put it off forever, and he didn't want to. His dad had went through dementia, and he didn't want to watch it. And and um and he, you know, two movies that he saw late that he came away really loving, and that Sound of Metal and The Father, both of those. Wow. So um.
1: Yeah, we've had four or five really excellent movies about dementia in the past five years, and n- none of them comes near nailing what it is like for mm-hmm. the, for the person and the family the way that the father does. It's it absolutely
0: it's n- devastating yeah Um, yeah
1: it's exactly the way it is
0: but you know as i'm thinking about this and i'm thinking everybody loves metal. it's only going to win sound maybe editing everybody loves Mm -hmm. the father it's only going to win screenplay and then Ma rainy a movie people all don't love (laughs) is going to win four oscars like um
2: i know i I don't know know.
0: that doesn't sound right to me yeah it doesn't sound right because if they love the movies they vote Uh. for the movies you know
3: I, yeah, I don't know. No, I have no idea Me point. either. I don't
0: either. I just, I, I almost wish that I just couldn't predict this year, you know, like I'm just yeah, going right? to take myself out of it. We just have
3: a bye season. <laughs> like, let's just move past it. <laughs> It'll all be over soon.
0: So I need to find a way to just, um, get through it and not, and get my ego out of the way. Like, you're not going to do well this year. Just accept yeah. it, you know? Right. Can pick whatever you want and bomb out and have a terrible you're like 14 out of 20. You know, 14. yeah it
1: could happen you are, you can always fall back on the fact that you you were the no, you were the number one person in, in the gold derby for the nominations right yeah i tend to do better yeah. with
0: nominations than with wins yeah, yeah. You,
1: you always have that if anyone brings up 2020, you can you can just steer the conversation to nom- the nominees <laughs> you know? away
3: from the winners. So but that's it, the real. That's the nomination stage. Is the real. That's um, the real prize, that, uh, right? besides, Yeah, Besides the, the real. To me, skill, that's a real skill. As, yeah,
0: as we saw from that predictions content or predictions chart of the best predictors, where Mark came in at like number five or something. I was way down the list. Like so, I don't think people look to me and think, "Oh yeah, she's really good at predicting the
3: Oscars." I think they. I know they do.
0: Well, Absolutely. they shouldn't, because and when it comes to this sort of thing, like, I, I feel you, like you I'm just wanted
3: a couple of years ago on gold Derby, I think, right with no, uh, I only missed
0: it? two. Yeah, yeah, I would love to have another year like that. But yeah. I, I don't know that this is going to be that I, I feel like I'm overthinking it by now. And I can't quite get myself yeah. to the
3: that's the green book year, right? That you did that?
0: Yeah, I think so. Mm, yeah. And it, it's it's yeah, always a good year ago. when your heart isn't involved. If your heart is involved, you tend right. to do worse, you know? Yeah. And yeah. with the shorts, my heart is involved in all of those dark shorts and live action shorts. So that's that's a tough one for me.
3: That might explain my 17 for the, the La La Land year.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right? And if you were somebody oh, who loved Moonlight. For real, <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's if you're good at predicting the like the status, the the status quo or this consensus, you're not necessarily going to be good at predicting the long shots, because if you predict the Mm -hmm. long shots, you're not going to have a good overall score.
2: because you, you Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that's me i'm always i can always do one really good long shot a year and that's it that's all i'm famous for just the one thing just one award one person that's all that i ever get any notoriety or or uh, renown.
0: but people remember that like you know when you when you predicted uh, eighth grade to win and you know clarence got those bafta ones man i'll never forget that that was very impressive
4: what did i tell you even a broken the clock gold- is right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even a broken clock. Hey, it's better to be a broken clock and like be well thought of. But um, so we pretty much the race is is mostly settled. I mean, you know, they have them at Gold Derby. I, you know, uh, Joyce Ang, who's probably one of the best predictors. She has Andrew Day winning Best Actress, but Ooh. she also has the father winning screenplay. Okay. And she's going mm. for the Netflix three. For shorts. Um, the trial of the Netflix three. <laughs> 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 um, not many people are going for trial at the top. You know, there are some. Tom O'Neill, Tariq Khan is going for that. God,
1: I'm going to be so. Am, am I the only person who's thinking Minari could win Best Picture? No, no there's, not,
0: there not are people all. who do.
1: Okay. I didn't, I just, on uh, Monday morning, I might end up. Trying, I just be. Remember, I'm the guy who said that Rosamund Pike was going (laughs) to win that Golden Globe. (laughs) That's been my my only thing. You know, Rosamund Pike won a Golden Globe. That's the only thing I got right. No, it was so
0: good though. You're so good at those predictions. Um, (laughs) Minari, if it had won the SAG Ensemble, I'd be more.
3: Mm, Even then.
0: Open Mm. to it.
3: Yeah, I think what what killed me this year was WGA because if. Chicago seven had won WGA and ACE and SAG. I would definitely be picking it to win picture. So WGA either screwed me (laughs) or saved me.
2: Yeah.
0: I I would predict uh, be more amenable to predicting that if it wasn't a preferential ballot. Yeah. It, it could okay. win on a five ballot for sure. It, it would have a chance like it did at SAG. But with the preferential ballot, it doesn't have a chance of beating No Man, Land and Promising Young Woman. Both of them will be higher on the list. And even Minari will be higher on the list than Chicago 7. Chicago 7's number two films are going to be the important thing. Whatever people who like that movie pick for number two. Whatever people pick for um, uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah's number two. Number three, those those movies that are going to be the least vote getters, they're the ones that they're down ballot. Like when I did mine or when when uh, Marshall and I did the one on Facebook, the last film to drop out was Minari and it dumped a whole bunch of votes onto Nomadland. And that's Mm. how Nomadland pulled ahead of Mm. Promise the Young Woman.
1: I can see that I mean ordinarily when we try to guess like okay if it does if the, the movie that drops out, who's going to get those ballots ordinarily i don't I think that the, that they're going to be split all over the place, but I can really see the minority are going to go to Nomadland because they have the same they're in the same register the same key exactly you know, and same...
0: and nomadland <laughs> is um more about, I think, you know, the sentiment of this year, which is, you know, a woman of color winning the same year that we have a woman of color vice president. I feel like there's something in the air with that. And it it matters. You know, they're not just going to go by rote and pick what they like. They're going to be thinking about history and making mm. history and, and changing the conversation about themselves, you know they don't want people to keep saying that the same kind of movies win. And if Nomadland wins and they've got that under their belt and they can just say, well, that movie won, Mm. you know? Um, so it'll be interesting. I think the only way Nomadland loses is if, if something brought it down in the last weeks, nothing. The only thing that really hurt it, I thought was Bill Maher's comments, um, against it, but I I don't even think even that's enough. You know, he, he definitely came down on La La Land and that sort of helped lead to the backlash of that movie, I remember. Mm, I didn't remember that. I yeah, he, he did, did the same to, thing with La La Land, yeah. yeah. But I don't think it's enough, you know, because Nom- Nomadland is so innocuous. You know, It's just, it doesn't have anything like to hate about it, you know.
1: I mean, I, yeah, I mean, anybody that would hate Nomadland, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I think people realize even if they do hate it, they would certainly never say so because it would be such an ugly thing to say. It would be just weird Well to there's admit that. But that. There... And I think the same thing is going on. Well, you said that that the character in in, in Promising Young Woman is iffy, and that's a really good point. Then yeah. that's why that's my, if if she doesn't win, that'll be the reason because men are not ever going to say why no. they don't like that movie. But they they when like when they're alone with their ballot, they may think. Other it's things about a, why they don't like that movie. That it's a kick that we'll in, never know. A kick in the balls. Yeah. It's a kick yeah, in the balls. Exactly
0: you right. know, and, and and they don't like kick in the balls movies. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. And I think that's the only thing that gives me a little tiny bit of hesitancy about Nomad Land isn't that it's a kick in the balls movie, but that it is asking them to do something they've never done, which is focus on a singular female's internal arc. And they don't do mm-hmm. that. Look back at any best picture. The only film that you have that you can point to that one best actress is uh, in recently is Million Dollar Baby, which had bet, but that wasn't really about her. It was more about him. And then you have Chicago, which is about those two women, but it wasn't about their internal arcs. I mean, it was about A lot and, of different and things. She's
1: so internal and she's so independent that she, has a chance at, at a guy, and she she doesn't accept. She has she has she has a chance at a dog, and she even leaves the dog behind. Yeah, right? that wasn't so, very nice.
0: She, I didn't like that part.
2: I
1: know. I didn't. I thought, okay, that's 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 harsh. That's going to be like the cat in in uh, in <laughs> Lewin Davis, right? Or or what? Not Lewin Davis. What, yeah, no. it was
0: Lou Davis. It
1: was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He, he
3: okay. tried.
0: <laughs> Your yeah, cat. Um, the poor cat. cat got locked in the car <laughs> but the dog thing bummed me out like I didn't like that at all I was mad at Chloe Zhao when I saw that scene it almost turned me against the movie especially forever. the way
1: it was shot because they just linger on it and you think okay she's going to come back in frame she's going to walk out of the frame and then she's going to going to turn back and then with that's why the camera is lingering but then she just leaves us hanging with yeah, the dog she's, she's, it's a, she's it's cold it's 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 sadistic.
0: Yeah. And she's a complicated, weird character. And it's like, you know, she doesn't like the guy and she won't go hang out with him in his nice little guest house. And Mm. he's really nice to her and he puts up with her crap. Like, it's amazing. You would have been perfect. So that's a bummer. But and so if this happens, then I'm really going to say the Academy has definitely changed demographics have shifted the academy that they were able to go for this movie and that's what i'm predicting that they will do it's just incredibly unusual they love those kind of movies but if a guy is in the lead you know not a woman so you know the father winning over that would be very much in keeping with academy or even chicago 7 other than the netflix factor
2: but
0: um yeah so anyway um uh there are a lot of categories that feel very locked, obviously. Remember last year where it was like every category was locked until you got to the top? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: until you got – everybody thought – There's like ser-
3: five or six that feel pretty safe this year.
0: Yeah, and you do a good Maybe job seven. organizing them. So we, we know that like – that's yeah,
1: I want to say anyone who hasn't read Mark's um, summary of the categories and his breakdown about why he chose each one, it's really great job you did mark and then you should go check out that, that piece you yeah. wrote because I, I like and i want to say that i like the way that you that you ordered them in in order of most locked and least locked
0: yeah so if you're looking to play your oscar pool you can at least get those ones right and then you know what mark says at the end these are what your oscar pool is going to be decided on meaning if you <laughs> nail these categories and the, as
3: many as you can
0: yeah the shorts are always going to be in that category uh, so, I an- you know,
3: I moved I moved them out just because I except for Doc short, just because I, 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 I at least have like in live action short, I feel it's going to be two distant strangers. I won't be surprised if it's feeling through. But in the other ones that I have below in that where you win or lose, man, I it could be it could, anything could happen. I'm, I have no idea. I have no idea what to do in those categories. Yeah. Like original song. Like, what the hell do you do there?
0: Well, um, that's the other one I was talking to um, Chris Tapley, and he's picking that weird Will Ferrell. <laughs>
3: yeah, that, which is yeah. the—it's my favorite of the songs. It's the most like original, you know. It's the most like—I I don't want to say typical, but it's—it's—it's. It's a, it's a, you could see it being an Oscar-winning song, but like there's that element of Will Ferrell doing the backup vocals that just kind of makes it a little silly too. And the movie it comes from is, Oh my God, silly.
0: No, exactly. Uh, That's the reason I'm not it's predicting hard. it. They're not going to pick something with Will Ferrell representing I it. Know. Yeah.
3: I may. I just went with in the end, cause this, that category kind of drove me mad. I went with just, I'm going with Leslie Odom jr. And the love for Hamilton and hoping that that love, especially this year with that movie spilling into, him in this performance. And it's a spot to recognize that movie uh, one night in Miami. Mm. So that was a tough one though. I don't, it could be anything.
0: Yeah. I I go for that. That's what I'm predicting too, for the exact same reason that, that it's, but you know, like you say, like we've been doing this long enough. We know that the things we base our picks on, you know, half the time they just don't pay off, you know, and you're shocked by the end. Like documentary is another one. Like we are all kind of convinced that it's going to be the, my octopus teacher, but it very well might not be.
3: (laughs) Very well may not be.
0: It could be something else there. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's a surprising thing because you're really just dealing with voters, the movies, and their personal choices. And so it's going to be interesting to see what the Raw Academy does, you know? Uh, Usually they kind of let people do the thinking for them, but this year it's not really that way. They've had enough time to watch the movies, enough time to really think about it. They're not rushed through the season like they usually are. And so we're going to see what they really think about stuff. And I think that that there's something to be said about, um, I, sorry to keep bringing up Chris, but I was talking to Chris the night before the BAFTAs. And I said to him, do you really think they're going to go through all that trouble with all the juries and this and that, and all those, you know, the diversity and inclusion, and then just pick the white actors? Do you really think they're going to do that? And he's like, yeah, I think they're going to do that. I think that they're going to do that out of spite. Because they're mad, Mm, they don't mm -hmm. like being. Yeah, that's
1: just a good point. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if
0: there's a contingent, and I think there will be, of the Academy that feels resentful, feels resentful that they have to vote for Nomadland, and Frances McDormand, this woman that they can't stand, (laughs) they like her, but the movie, the character, Mm. and then um, the same with Chadwick Boseman. You know, they might feel like I don't want to pick him. I think Anthony Hopkins is better. You know, so the kind of angry, resentful Academy voter who feels brushed aside and marginalized this year uh, could could lead to some unpredictable choices, you know?
1: Unpredictable for that reason. And also, sometimes what happens is that a, a movie feels so locked that that a voter might think, okay, well... Other people are going to vote for this, so I'll do my thing. I'll be right. independent because the other one's going to win anyway. But I'm just going to, you know, be I'm going to do what I want because land is going to win no matter what I vote for. And if enough people do that, though, then land will not win. You know, if you, I'm just I'm just saying that some people just assume what's going to be the winner, and so it gives them more freedom to do what they want. But all of their assumptions may be wrong, or more more than so many people might feel that would we'll do that. I don't know. Never never mind. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> or not. <laughs> um, Sometimes something can seem so locked that people feel like that they're free to do something else. Yeah. But it's really not, so it's not as locked as they thought it was.
0: Right. That's how I think Ben Affleck got, and Catherine Bigelow ended up off the list in 2012, is that people thought they were such yeah. a lock that they they voted for other mm. people, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, thank God it's almost over.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Right? I mean, for it's... Sure. Are we so sick of talking about these movies? Do do you want to like never have to say the word n- "Nomadland" ever again? I, uh,
2: yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I don't.
3: I don't know. I don't know. It, was, it
1: was. You know, I, all along I said that I really I liked the movie and I enjoyed it when I saw it. It's. Just, it, it, if I I know that there are people who like to have a uh, have a collection of Blu-rays of every Best Picture. That's nominee me. that ever won a Blu-ray, <laughs> and I, I'm not one of those people. But it, but that's not a Blu-ray that I will ever buy because I will never,
3: yeah. I don't never want to, I don't ever need that's, to see that movie again. That's probably the number one reason I'm rooting against it is I don't want to own it, and I own, I'm one of those people that has them all, and I just <laughs> I don't really <laughs> want to own them Right, I know. All right, I'm gonna watch it. A third I think it's time. great
1: that when people do that, I think I, I, I love seeing those yeah. collections. I love, a, I admire people who do that. You know. Um, I have most of them, but just but this is one I will never be in, be feel obligated that I want to buy.
0: Well, see, that's it. And then, and then that makes me wonder, is this going to be one of those moonlight years? Is this going to be a crazy year where we just cannot? Yeah. And that we'll remember The good further. news
1: for you, though, Mark, is you can get it for $5. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll be in the $5 brand <laughs> by, by June.
4: <laughs> I'll never poop in a bucket again without thinking about Nomadland. <laughs>
0: that's the other thing is that i think that i know nobody agrees with me on this but i really do think like the dog excrement in roma really hurt that movie i don't think it would have won anyway but i think that people humans americans especially (laughs) we fixate on scat like it just weirds us out you know and i think that Uh might hurt nomadland a little tiny bit but not enough for me to change my (laughs) prediction
4: (laughs) it's the did you poop in the in the movie factor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> there has to be a stat of that somewhere No film shitting
1: Five minutes Five minutes of that in the movie would have been Alright, I can handle five minutes it, it seems like <laughs> Fifteen minutes of the movie was Octopus, It was all about the bucket thing. Well, you and know? the reason for that, had that had to... is,
0: you know, God bless Chloe's Chloe's Zhao for this, because I happen to be, as you guys know, like a, a Van Life <laughs> fan on YouTube. And it's the one thing people talk about more than anything else is where do you go to the bathroom, specifically number mm-hmm. two. So I like that she dealt with that, because if you didn't, people would be asking the question. Because it's an obvious Uh question to ask. And believe me, all the Van Life YouTube videos I've watched, they all discuss it in detail Mm -hmm. in some really gross Mm -hmm. ways. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But somebody also made the joke that like when you're listening to that on like high def sound. (laughs) (laughs) man. Oh, no. <laughs> what, what else is there? What else? What, what other
3: categories have we not done for that How about visual yes. effects? We haven't done visual <laughs> effects. Um. Not the
2: above.
4: <laughs> I picked pennant I find I, 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 You can't. The Mark's, movie makes no fucking sense. Mark likes
0: pivot. Pivot away. Pivot. Pivot away from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> pivot <laughs> pivot oh no um yeah we're all going with tenet tenet is the consensus choice which which means it'll probably be wrong <laughs> yeah. well
4: what could it be i mean it, it,
0: it could be the it Ivan. Well, That's what about the Midnight ivan sky. one oh. see Mank
1: would get my vote because yeah. i mean because i'm i it right? yeah nominated. oh right it didn't even get nominated yeah. right oh mm-hmm. my god that's so fucked up I'm sorry but
4: well, it's because it's... it was so good they didn't know it was special effects
1: right that's exactly right
0: they probably didn't well, but um, what about the uh, so let's just go I want to do I want to do something unconventional since we do have actually some time that I know mm-hmm. the listeners will like and because you know we can continue doing this but you know basically all of our predictions are going to be on the site tomorrow I have to write mine and then we're gonna have this big predictions chart and we have the oscar squad going up which is all of our predictions so you know you, you can come to the site awardsdaily.com and read that but i think that um we can if you want go through all of the categories and talk about what we know are locks and what we think are open if you want to do that or we can each tell a story of what we like about the oscars how we were interested in the oscars what brought like we did on the site where we talked about it I think it might be kind of a neat thing to each of us tell a story what do you think
4: let's absolutely do that i'm yeah. so sick of predictions all right let's do it let's do sorry. it let's let's I'm make so this
0: sorry. more personal Please you know because i i too i too don't want to continue talking about something <laughs> that's unknowable and we've talked about it enough all right so let's go around and and do you guys want to do um you like your oscars origin story or would you rather do what you love about the oscars
1: um let's see our oscars. Yeah, either way yeah.
0: origin, origin story? story yeah okay so you guys go ahead and start clarence why don't you start and then we'll work around to me i'll do the last one
4: so the first time that i remember the oscars was the year that i think uh, michael dukakis was running and olympia dukakis won for moonstruck and i was watching it with my parents and and she you know made a she didn't make a political speech, but she said something about go to caucus. Essentially, she didn't say that, but it was something that had effect. And I remember my parents being like because my parents are extremely conservative. And I remember them being like, ah, they shouldn't talk about politics at the Oscars. Yeah. And I was like, OK, well, I don't have no idea what any of these movies are, but that's OK. And then like I remembered um, my parents used to go to these uh, um, farming. My, my, I grew up on a farm. So my parents used to go to these farm um meetings and um they had i had this little tiny like three inch black and white tv that had a that went off of like a radio antenna and i remember watching the year that ghost was nominated because i loved ghost
2: Mm. and was
4: sitting in the back of their car in like a parking lot locked in the car watching the oscars on this tiny little black and white tv and uh just being thrilled that um whoopi goldberg won you know i that was sort of my gateway into it was Oh, so things that I love can win.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: then my favorite Oscar win of all time solidified it for me the next year when Kathy Bates won for Misery. I couldn't, I was too, I didn't stay up. My parents didn't let me stay up late, even though I was probably, what was that, 1991? I was, I was 15 or 16. I had gone to bed um, because it was a school night and uh, we had recorded it. And my mom, who never kind of, this is kind of a, a I'm going to try to say this without getting emotional, but my mom never really kind of um, interacted with me on that level. On on a film level, it was more my dad that did. And I remembered um, she had recorded it for me. And then in the morning, she got up before I did and she fast forwarded it. She knew who won, but she fast forwarded it to that moment. So that when I woke up first thing in the morning, I could go downstairs and play and find out who won. Mm. And, uh, and seeing Kathy Bates win was just... You know I was hooked after that like it was just such a I had such a an, an emotional reaction to it because I love that performance I love that book I love that movie and uh, uh you know that was that was it I was I was hooked after that mm,
0: that's hmm. a lovely story okay Ryan I mean, I'm, uh,
1: it's re- related to my parents through my parents were movie lovers when I was growing up and was, I was always the kind of kid who was always interested in what was for for me and there were movies that my parents would take me to go see and then there were movies that that they would go see that i had had a babysitter that would have to stay with me right and those were the movies i was most curious about i and those are the ones i wanted to see but this was the, the 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 awkward period between before even blockbuster was around so if you didn't see a movie at a theater it would eventually come to tv but it would be edited and it would be it was a but everything was pg by the time it was on tv and so i never i knew i would never i felt like i would never get to see what my what my parents were were seeing the movies that they went to see that i was not able to see i would never ever get to see those and it made me really curious about what those movies were and i I, would you know i was a library i was a we i was within bike riding distance of the library and so i would ride the bike to the library and then one of the very first Dewey decimal system numbers i, I memorized was 791.43 which is the movie section of the of the mm-hmm. library and <laughs> i've had that memorized all my life you know you go to 791.43 those are all the movie books wow. and they had a lot of movie books but they had only had one oscar movie and one only one oscar book in the academy awards and even it only it ended at the godfather year that was the last that was the <laughs> last uh year that, that it that they had and so i started to try to fill in i wanted to make i wanted to have a record of all of the oscar winners that, that weren't covered in this book and so i got a little um three by five metal file box like recipes like for recipes with little three by five recipe cards you know like they mm. used to have and I, I started to make and i got the tabs and everything and i started to make cross indexes of all the movies that won i would keep track of it every year and I built a little index for myself so that I could cross-reference all of the winners and see. It was, a, it was an obsessive little thing for a kid who was 12 years old to be doing. It was a very strange thing for a 12 or 13-year-old kid to be interested in. And, but, and, so, and these were movies I thought I would never see. But then all of a sudden, when Blockbuster and, and VHS tapes came, it was like a whole new world opened up to mm-hmm. me. But before that, though, the, the public library, they, they screened old movies um from the 40s and 50s and and i was like the only kid who would show up for those there'd be a bunch of oldsters who would show up in the for these uh 16 millimeter films they would show at the library and i was like the only teenager who would be there you know and but those were grown up movies that i could see those were the adult movies that weren't yet rated r that i could see and so i was interested in those movies too from a young age one more thing before i quit my father Worked for, an oil, worked for an oil company back then. He did shift work. And so some nights, so like once a month, he had a week where he would, he would be at work from 11 o'clock at night until seven in the morning. And so that week, every month, my mom and I would stay up. My dad didn't like for us to do this for some reason, but my mom and I would stay up and watch movies on The Late Show. And that was my first exposure to a lot of Oscar-winning movies from the 40s and 50s and 60s. That, that I thought that I would never see, and they were okay. To they, I felt okay watching those because they hadn't been cut up. They were cut up by commercials, but they hadn't been censored. See, because there was nothing to censor yet, and so all of that, and it, and it was all based on the fact that 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 I they would watch. The, we would watch the Oscars together, and they would name all of these movies that were nominated. And I thought, well, great. I'll never I'll never have a chance to see those until mm-hmm. finally I did, and, and so mm-hmm. that was great. So that's my story.
4: It's lovely i uh, I know I've already gone, but I wanted to add to that, Ryan. I used to um, I had my own little. So, you know, seven, <laughs> when they mm-hmm. go in, there's like stuff all over the wall. That's what my bedroom looked like. Uh-huh. Oscar season, <laughs> because that was before uh-huh. websites like Awards Daily. That was before yeah, Entertainment right. Weekly yeah. did stuff. That uh-huh. was before, you know, all that stuff. So uh-huh. if if the Golden Globe nominations would come out, I would, you know, the critics awards would come out. I would cut them out of the paper and, and tape them to the wall. And I would have all this stuff all over the wall. And I'll never forget. It worked so well for me the year that Sounds of the Lambs won because everybody was predicting Bugsy. And I was like, mm-hmm. nope it's going to be silence of the lambs. And yeah. I don't know why right. but I had this uh-huh. feeling and I had yeah, all this shit it? all over the wall. <laughs> oh,
1: had funny. you had, were you able to see silence of the lambs? Oh, had you seen it or had you just oh, heard about it? it? Oh yeah. Oh, no, no, so yeah,
4: so yeah my yeah. dad used to take me to, oh, so I'm, I'm getting way more than my time, but um, my dad used to take me to <laughs> complete. My dad was a total opposite of yours. My parents would take me to totally inappropriate.
0: Same for me. Movies,
4: yeah. Like corkies. Yeah. Um, I saw platoon when I was 12. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, all the Richard Pryor Gene Wilder comedies. Um, the Toy. <laughs> I'm even embarrassed uh-huh. to say that I've seen that. Um, <laughs> Basic Instinct, Sons of the Lamb. My dad took me to see all of it.
0: <laughs> Basic so. Instinct. That's
4: great. That's fantastic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, all I right. I was
4: so devastated that Sharon Stone didn't get nominated for Best Actor that year.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. She was so good in that. It's That's a really fun movie to revisit. It's so 90s. Oh, yeah. It is. Um, anyway, sorry. But it does have a. Uh, you know scene <laughs> um okay so you know uh scene um okay mark your turn
3: so the common thread is parents right cuz mm. that was the same for me um growing up both my parents were very big into movies very different kind of movies my mom was is a very uh catholic a person my dad is into the Porky's uh, type movies and, you know, uh, Exorcist and all the all the ones that you probably wouldn't want your nine-year-old kid to see. But my dad, somehow my dad let my talked my mom into letting me see Alien when I was mm. about nine. And I, I remember watching the gut-busting scene through the holes in my blanket because I was so terrified I had the blanket mm-hmm. up over my face. And I was like peering through it and I that's where I fell in love with movies and I was just like oh my god that was amazing that moment was amazing and you know shortly after that you know there there was a little journey in there with you know between my mom showing me things like Sound of Music and West Side Story and films like that my dad was you know into like Ben Hur's his favorite movie of all time and Lawrence of Arabia (laughs) and Exorcist like some some of the classic type stuff um but in time, ta- you know, between the two different styles of movies, eventually my mom was a huge Tom Cruise fan. And she used to tease me that I looked like Tom Cruise when I was real little. Mm. And in 1988, um, Rain Man was up for best picture. And so that mm. they, they, my mom finally kind of let me stay up late. She was a big fan of Tom Cruise and Kevin Costner. And so she let me stay up late to watch the Oscars. That was the first year. And it was really neat. Cause it, I had seen that movie earlier in the year with her and Uh, And actually, I think Mississippi Burning was also that year and I had seen that. Um, And, you know, that's kind of what got me into the Oscars was getting to watch that with her and my dad. And then the next Mm -hmm. year, um, both Tom Cruise and Kevin Costner had films in 19, I think, uh, Field of Dreams and uh, Born on the Fourth of July. Mm -hmm. So my mom was extra anxious for me to stay up. And of course, neither one won. Um, (laughs) And it just became kind of like a tradition a little bit from there. Until you know, and I, I'd watch them each year and never really thought about predicting them, just kind of enjoyed watching them. Which God, I miss those days of not caring about what won, but just seeing what won. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Um,
3: but in 1997, I started um, dabbling a little bit with the predicting. And one of my friends told me about this restaurant called Damon's, uh, which I don't know if you guys have on the West Coast, but it's uh, like a rib place with a clubhouse that has all these, you know, big screen TVs and they play sporting events. Well, they were having like an Oscar contest um, on this. Like you have like one of those boxes at your table that you push the button of what you think's going to win. Uh, and it, uh, and it, it, it was cool because it was movie trivia in between awards. And then when the awards would come up, you would predict what would win. So you got points for the movie trivia and you got points for getting the right Oscar winner. And I won it uh that year and and from there it became kind of a tradition for the next three or four years to do the Damon's thing and then they closed down and so i started my own oscar pool from there eventually stumbling upon awards daily and and sasha's site and then you know just from there here we are today so
0: that's so exciting that's great
3: I will my backtrack journey. just to, if I can, just yeah. hey, let
1: me get let me go back. And I didn't really connect my parents and, the, and watching movies late at night with the Oscars. But what happened was that the movies that I would see with my mom late at night, when I went to the library and found the Oscar book, I would find that I had seen a lot of those movies that had been nominated and the, the yeah. movies I had liked, I I got confirmation that they were great because I could see that they had been nominated. And won Oscars. And another, the reason that my dad didn't really approve of me staying up late and watching movies with my mom is because the movies that she wanted me to see, that she liked, that she wanted to share with me, a lot of times they were like Joan Crawford or Betty Davis or Susan Hayworth and the. Rita Hayworth and or Jean Tierney. And so the next day when dad would come home from work in the morning, I would be talking about like, all these actresses. And my dad was like, Huh, what's going on here? You know, I didn't realize at the time that he was thinking that it was not a good idea for his son to be so interested in these old movies with with these actresses that he didn't think that was quite. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he, he, none of us realized that I was gay yet, but the, he didn't, he thought that that was a bad sign. I think that I was <laughs> so interested in, in, in actresses that he he wished that I hadn't been so interested in that yeah. and more, and that, that I had been more interested in going hunting with him, which I never did, right. never wanted to do. So that was the reason why. It's t- my my memories of that I, and and the Oscar movies are tied more to my mom than to my dad.
0: Yeah, well, that's yeah. a sweet story. Um, all right, <clears throat> so I already wrote something on the site about how I got into Oscar predicting, and I'll just I'll sum that up at the end. But I'll just tell you that. I didn't like, have parents like you guys did. I, I mean, my dad used to take me and my sister to movies like Dolomite when we were kids. He take <laughs> us to see anything, you know. Mostly he liked kung fu movies oh, and nice. black exploitation movies. So that's what we saw when we were kids. But somehow my sister and I became um, immersed in old movies on TV, like RKO movies, anything mm-hmm. with Humphrey Bogart. We collected mm-hmm. these little kids, you know, but we were collecting everything about Humphrey Bogart, Ginger Rogers, Rita Hayworth, you know, being Crosby, like we knew everything about all the old stars. That was sort of my first, you know, um, the first thing that happened to me where I became obsessed with movies. But I learned really early that, you know, if you have a fucked up childhood, you can escape into movies. And that's what I did. I Mm -hmm. just escaped into them. And I lived in them mostly my whole life, like it went from old movies, but then when I got older, you know, I got turned on by film directors. And so I was really into Woody Allen movies and Martin Scorsese movies. And, you know, these, this, this shaped who I was in my life. Um, so I never had any experience with, you know, my mom, she likes movies. She's, you know, she like talks at the screen kind of thing when she sees a movie and she gets really affected by sad scenes and she'll scream out loud. And, she'll say no that doesn't happen that doesn't like <laughs> she really but you know she was never a you know and she she still likes to talk to me about the oscars now which i think is pretty cute um she has a pretty good barometer actually for what the academy's going to go for she sort of has the right kind of personality but um but what got me the first time i noticed the oscars was that i was working as a temp in 1991 at a uh, as a receptionist basically at this terrible place where i had like affairs with everybody who worked there might i say <laughs> as an aside but um but one day i happened to um uh and, and not all of them were married i'm just saying no i'm just kidding um so
1: you were jennifer lawrence's <laughs> character in the silver linings playbook
0: <laughs> kind of except not that pretty but um so anyway silence of the lambs was playing in the, the multiplex and i went down i saw it with my friend who's still my friend on facebook I saw this movie. I was completely blown away by it. I went I went out. I got two of my friends. I brought them back, and I watched the movie again. Then I watched it again a third time, and I had never watched one movie, other than when I was a kid when I used to watch, you know, my sister and I were movie nerds, so we'd watch like Star Wars and Jaws like 10, 20, 30, 40 times. <laughs> but as an mm-hmm. adult, I hadn't really done that yet. Um, but, but you know, Sons of the Lambs, I thought was so good that I wanted all my friends to see it. And so same thing happened to me, Mark, with that movie is that the first time I really became aware of the Oscars is when it was up against Bugsy. And that was when I really tuned into it. And I was like, okay, Silence of the lambs is going to win this. There's no way Bugsy's going to win. And, and having that pay off, even though, as we know now, like, yes, it won the DGA and, and we, it'd be an easy call today. But back then, mm. you know, there was really nobody to sit there and track all that stuff like we do now. Um, so, but it was, it was exhilarating to see a movie that I absolutely loved win best picture. And that really did Clarence. It's like your thing with misery, which I love and I love the performance and I love the book too. Um, it was the same sort of experience. It was like, wow, they picked the movie that I thought was the best movie instead of the Oscar movie that everybody said that they were going to pick, you know, I like Bugsy Mm -hmm. too, but. Um, but so then I didn't really get into predicting until much later when I when I predicted Titanic to be um, L.A. Confidential. And that was really what hooked me into predicting yeah. and analyzing the Oscars. So
1: It's neat that it's the common thread in all of our stories is that what we finally what, what clicked with us with the Oscars is when we each found out that movies that we already liked mm-hmm. were were recognized by an authority by an, by a group that knew what they were talking about. It was confirmation and what we uh, and I don't know that that. A lot of movie viewers get that so much anymore. And I think that's a lot of a lot hardcore movie lovers do because they, they still like the kinds of movies that the Oscars right. still reward. But a, but a lot of people and regular people don't often get to see the movies they love the most ever be recognized by the Oscars. And yeah. So and
0: no, it must be said that part of that is because, you know, a lot of people's movies are going to be like, you know, the Zack Snyder cut. You know mm-hmm. a lot right. of their favorite yeah. movies are yeah. the superhero movies and so that's that those are the popular movies right now that everybody's seen my daughter and all her friends that's what they watch you know
3: you want to know uh you want to know a funny stat or fact whatever you want to call it the uh in 1988 the first oscars i watched rain man won best picture do you know the name of the producer that won for that
2: <laughs> no um huh?
4: Mark Johnson. That's right. <laughs> no, it was Mark Johnson.
2: Isn't oh, it is.
0: Yeah, it's the yeah. famous Mark Johnson. Yeah, that's, that's another.
3: There's so many Mark Johnsons. Yeah. It's horrible. Oh
0: no. But that's Mark. kind.
3: Of, that was kind of cool, though. That see is cool.
0: There, so.
2: Um.
0: So yeah, I mean, you're right, Ryan, that it's a huge disconnect now, and that's a real yeah. shame that that people don't have that experience. Like, a kid growing up today might not have that experience where the movie that they love they see when. But, you know,
1: I'm still surprised, still so surprised and so impressed by there's there's some there's some people on Wars Daily that I that I get the impression that they're like in their 30s or 40s, but they're in their early 20s. And they know so much about movies and so much about movies of the past. And also they're really in touch, even though they may live in other countries where the movies are not even that accessible. They are so in tune with everything that's happening there's still hardcore movies lovers out there just like we were when we were kids and they all seem we all seem to one way or another have found Oscar watching awards Wars daily like when I first came back home to the states from Bangkok I was I didn't had never had a computer before but so when I came back in I think it was like two thousand four I never even had a laptop and so that was the first time I got a, my com- a computer and the first thing I did I wanted to find if there were any Oscar sites and I did find something I think it was called. Oscar Igloo or
3: something, mm-hmm. and then I
1: lost track of it.
3: I couldn't oh, find yeah. it anymore. That's, that's and, the award. That's the award circuit. Yeah, the that original. was oh, it, Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That's what. Yeah, yeah I
1: had heard that. Yeah, you're right. I've forgotten about that, but yeah, Oscar. Oscar Igloo was originally Clayton's site, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny El- yeah,
3: Johnny Alba's before his, but yeah.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. And so I lost track of the 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 website for, and so I just started surfing yeah. around, and just by just by chance, I stumbled across Oscar Watch, and then the, and so many people do that and find a uh, find yeah. a home at your site, Sasha, where they can get together and have a community that is just really amazing and. A wonderful thing, really, yeah, that you created. Yeah,
0: right? and they used to, not anymore, but <laughs> so, uh, Dude, now they They, they hate still me. do, they still do, I've though. I've outgrown you know? the, uh, the mm-hmm. internet. But, um, but the one cool thing that I am proud of is that I really was here kind of first, and I really did yeah. sort of help with, with a couple other people, helped kind of develop the vocabulary and the language of seeing the patterns in the past and looking up tracking the awards and putting them on my side. And, you know, they started to explode. There were more awards popping up every, every year, new critics awards and stuff. But, I really liked the idea and the the one thing I love about the Oscars now and Clarence, you're, you're kind of like this, which is, I just like the patterns, you know, I like the the searching Mm. out the patterns and cracking the code and what Mm, won this. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what I tried to do with my index cards, my little index cards too. I didn't know what I was going to find, but I, if I thought if I, if I get all these names together and I name, if I list the movies they've been nominated for, maybe I'll start to see patterns emerge and people that I, people that I, People whose movies I need to track down, the movies that I want to see, that, you know, stuff like that. And it's just, that's, that's what the Oscars were to me. They were they were a way they were a gateway into movies that I needed to d- explore.
0: Yeah, and know? and I mean, and before I started, people didn't do things like look at the Directors Guild, you know, and look at the, the Screen mm, uh, Actors Guild and stuff. You like couldn't. No. I
1: don't even know how you could because you, really
4: the only place that was ever really published would be like the right. trade papers, right? Well, there That's was make it into the newspapers. Yeah, the year that the year of Silence of the Lambs and Bugsy. The biggest thing to me back then was the fact that Bugsy's Cinema Score rating was a B. And I'm like, no, no picture is ever gonna win with a B (laughs) when you go against Silence of the Lambs with an A.
0: God, that's so smart. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's too bad they don't go by that anymore. (laughs) No.
4: Well, everything is everything, yeah. I mean it is it is sad to see Oscar movies get sort of compartmentalized into a type. Like, you know, I think Harvey Weinstein kind of did that, where it's all you know, it's it's not it's not big grand entertainment right. anymore it's and, and you know Shakespeare and Love was one of those but um you know now it's 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 niche films I know mm-hmm.
0: it's true it's true it really did become and then the date change I think really affected that um but yeah it is I mean um yeah. you know it's the salad principle it's really the McDonald's salad is, is what the Oscars have become the the little healthy portion you know section of the it, massive enterprise that you know most people buy just the Big Mac you know
1: because the studio and it's not just it's but the studios when they realized they could make a billion dollars on a movie instead yes. of five instead of fifty million, that's what they started focusing on. and those movies were the bread and butter of the studios, and they made people millionaires, but they were not the movies that the veterans in the academy were interested in giving exactly. Awards to. Exactly,
0: and I remember having a conversation with the director. I remember the exact moment because I've been doing this for way too long but I remember the exact moment that someone told me the studios don't care about winning Oscars anymore. And it's like, they do care to a degree. Like obviously they care enough to pay for the campaigns and stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. not their main focus. Like they don't see their validation or their wealth or anything. It used to be that if you won an Oscar, that's how you made all your money. You know? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah.
4: I have to go, but before I go, I wanted to say, um, thank you to all of you for continuing to do this through Oscar season. I know it's been a long time, but it, this is the, these are, these podcasts have been the highlights of my month because <laughs> um, yeah. we don't do them every week. Uh, I also wanted to add if you are vaccinated and you feel safe about going out, the Alamo has tremendous films just uh, showing in their uh, special series over the next couple of months, including singing in the rain and a, oh. um, and a Scorsese, anth- a Scorsese series, including Goodfellas awesome. and Casino and uh, mm-hmm. Hugo and on and on and on. So, nice.
1: yeah, I find a lot, of studio- a lot of movie theaters all around the country, since the, since the selection of films that they're getting from the studios has dropped off, a lot of them are showing older movies, right? All over the yes. country. Yep. A lot of theaters have started going back and digging into
4: the archives. And I it's love a great it. way to, to get back into the theater experience. I well, would love that, to see Hugo in 3D in a, on a big screen. Yeah, I'm right, going to start yeah. looking
0: around and, yeah, and see if the there's, best. now that I have my vaccine shot, I'm going to go out and see some movies.
4: Yeah, let's get back out again. Let's get back out <laughs> again. Let's get our lives for back. Sure. And,
0: and thank you, Clarence, and for everything this year. And thank you guys. And it's just been a trip, but it's been fun to do it with you. And, and um, thanks for you know listening and for sharing yourself, some of yourselves on this podcast. <laughs> been Good a
1: refuge time. for me and i hope it's been a refuge for the listeners too and next so, year will be better
2: yeah <laughs>
3: yes. i'm looking looking forward to going through a, a full awards well calendar with you guys i know i yeah. jumped in kind of right at the start of awards season but not you know i'd missed some of the earlier stuff that that was fun but seems like you've been with us forever though it does
0: <laughs> it does it's, it's, it's really it's very t- weird that's because i talk a lot
2: <laughs> no no it's because you're great
0: because you're great you guys are all great and and uh, take care everybody and and um we'll we'll catch back yes. up after the oscars all yeah. right and
1: the, and the independent spirit award started 15 minutes oh shit so okay all it. right yeah. okay bye bye
0: everybody good night bye, everybody bye hey, good night
1: bye <laughs>